Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Praise the Lord, family. God bless you for being a part of our times of impartation, which is our midweek service coming to you from the Shepherd's Fold Restoration family. And I believe and trust that God is going to bless us powerfully tonight. God bless you for joining the streaming. I want you to bow down your heads and let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, how thankful we are that yet another opportunity has been presented to us to hear your word. I pray in the name of Jesus that this word will bring us a great revelation and will impart great knowledge that will advance us in our relationship with you and will also advance us in spiritual things in jesus mighty name let everybody say amen last week i started sharing with you important truths about fasting and i felt that it was a very important thing to do to share these things with you so that during the season of prayer and fasting that we've embarked upon, you will do so with a lot of understanding. I don't know whether you've noticed that anything that you're doing, that you really understand the reasons for it, you tend to do that thing well. It's a, a common thing that happens. But whenever you're called upon to do something and you don't really understand why you have to do that thing, you kind of drag your feet. You don't put yourself wholly into it. And what happens is that you end up missing out on certain blessings that could be yours. All because of an attitude that wasn't correct. But I trust that through this teaching, you will appreciate the importance of fasting. And get to a point in your Christian walk where you would not wait for your church or your pastor to declare a time of prayer and fasting you yourself on your own initiative or volition decide that i'm going to pray i'm going to fast and i'm going to wait on the lord so let us recap some of the things we shared the other day number one fasting in its most basic form is voluntarily abstaining from food for spiritual purposes so fasting is when you decide that i'm not going to eat and the reason for this is spiritual number two there are times when people abstain from water when they are fasting but that is more of an exception rather than the rule and so i pointed you out to when jesus fasted that he must have drank water because what he did was for 40 days and 40 nights. Afterwards, the Bible says he hungered or he was hungry. It didn't say he thirsted. If he hadn't drank water or any fluids during that period, 
I dare say that he would have been very thirsty and the emphasis would have been on that. Amen. Number three, when you're fasting, you could also intentionally deny yourself of other physical pleasures apart from food. I gave you some examples. Deny yourself from sex, watching television, browsing the internet, scrolling through your phone, and things like that which usually give you pleasure. Number four, fasting is a major biblical principle that often goes with prayer. I hope that you have all these in your notes. And if you didn't take down notes, then I have a serious problem with you because these are things that you should have written down so that you can keep referring to them and refresh your memory on this very important spiritual exercise. Number five, fasting is one of the important secrets to answered prayer. Fasting is one of the important secrets to answered prayer. If you want your prayers to be answered, then fasting is one of the things you can do to beef up your prayer, to buttress your prayer, or to augment your prayer. Hallelujah. Number six. Just as God expects us to give and to pray, he also expects us to fast. Just as God expects us to give. Just as God expects us to pray, he also expects us to fast. And this is clearly illustrated in the Sermon on the Mount. During that teaching, Jesus made that very, very clear. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Number seven. Wow, I didn't realize that we shared so many things last week. But number seven, fasting is not just an Old Testament practice. It was also practiced in the New Testament by the early church. Amen. And I, I gave you some scriptures to support that. Um, you can always refer back to the message. I think that the audio version is available. And um, you should just know who to speak to. You can get that. Amen. Number eight. Jesus, who is our great example, fasted. Jesus set an example of fasting for us to see. And so, he, after he was baptized and the Holy Spirit descended on him in the form of a dove, he was led by the Holy Ghost into the wilderness and there he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. So, that's an example for us to follow. And then, the ninth point, which is where we got to, is that the basic spiritual purpose of fasting is self-humbling. The basic spiritual purpose of fasting is self-humbling. In other words, it is a God-appointed way to humble ourselves. Now, it's very important to humble ourselves. I explained to you, number one, so that God will be close to us. How many of you want God to be close to you? Then one of the ways you can achieve that, one of the key ways by which this can be achieved is when you humble yourself. I shared a scripture with you that I want to repeat, Psalms 138 and verse number 6. Psalms 138 and verse 6. It says, though the Lord is great, he cares for the humble, but he keeps his distance from the proud. 
Now, pay attention to the last part of this verse. But he keeps his distance from the proud. And so when you are proud, God stays far away from you. If you want God to be close to you, if we want God to be close to us this year, then one of the things we should strive for is humility, our self-humility. Number two, second reason why it's important to humble ourselves is so that we'll be great in the kingdom of God. I share that with you. And then the third reason why we must humble ourselves is so that God can lift us up and exalt us or promote us. May this year be a year of promotion for you, a year of exaltation for you, a year where God will lift you up. Remember what the Bible says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. Honor is coming your way this year. God will make your life honorable in the name of Jesus. Shout a loud amen where you are. Now, if humility is such an important thing required in our relationship with god and required in our christian experience we want to find out that how can we humble ourselves now god in his word has revealed a specific way to humble ourselves and what way is that by fasting by fasting god has shown in his word that we can humble ourselves by fasting and there will be no harm in referring you to a scripture that we looked at last week ezra chapter 8 verse 21 i explained to you that ezra was a priest and a scribe who was assigned the responsibility of leading the exiles back to jerusalem under an instruction that king Artaxerxes the first had given god raised this king and used him for his purposes even though he was a heathen king or a gentile king and they traveled for four months to get back to jerusalem it was a very dangerous trip because they had to go through terrain where there were a lot of enemies people who wanted to harm them or hurt them so it's going to be very very difficult the bible says and there ezra 8 21 don't forget that that's what we're looking at and there by the Ahava Canal, I gave orders for all of us to fast and humble ourselves before our God. To fast and humble ourselves before our God. How did they humble themselves? By fasting. By fasting. So they humble themselves by fasting. Look with me at Leviticus chapter 16, verse 29 to 31. And this time, I want us to look at the new King James Version of the Bible. Every now and again, we change the versions to bring out a clearer meaning of the verse. So Leviticus chapter 16, verse 29 to 31. This shall be a statute or a law forever for you. In the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, so it's referring to a particular day, Notice what he says. You shall afflict your souls. You shall afflict your souls. So Moses is giving an instruction to the people of Israel. Telling them that there's going to be a particular day of the year when they will be required to afflict their souls. And do no work at all. Whether a native of your own country or a stranger who dwells among you. For on that day, 
the priest shall make atonement for you to cleanse you that you may be clean from all your sins before the Lord. It is a Sabbath of solemn rest for you and you shall afflict your souls. It is a statute, a statute forever. Hallelujah. Now, in the Jewish calendar, there is a special day called the Day of Atonement. And it is referred to, Jews refer to it as Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, which is a day of atonement. It was a special day that God instructed Moses to set up for the people of Israel under the law. And on that day, the priest makes sacrifices on behalf of the people to atone for their sins. So up to today, if you go to Israel, it is a day that they celebrate with a lot of seriousness. And it was a day of atonement. Now, God told them that I was going to do certain things. But then God also instructed them that what I'm going to do, there is a part that you have to play. And there is a role that you have to play. What were they supposed to do? It said that they were supposed to afflict their souls. How did they afflict their souls? Ladies and gentlemen, they afflicted their souls by fasting. Do you know that for over 3,400 years, this day of atonement or Yom Kippur has been celebrated by the Jews. And every Jew knows that that day of atonement is a day of fasting. So when God said, afflict your souls, he was asking them to fast on that day. And they were to do that as a way of humbling themselves. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalms 35 verse 13, King James Version. I'm showing you that we humble ourselves or self-humbling is achieved by fasting. It's one of the major ways of humbling yourself by fasting. In Psalms 35 verse 13, David is speaking here. He says, but as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled my soul with fasting and my prayer returned into my own bosom. He said, I humbled my soul. How? With fasting. Hallelujah. So, a way to humble yourself is by fasting. And David is saying that I humbled my soul. Now, that is intriguing for us, ladies and gentlemen. I humbled my soul. Your soul is made up of three dimensions. It is made up of your will. It is made up of your intellect. And then it is made up of your emotions. These three dimensions express themselves by the following. I want. I think. I feel. I'll say that again. Your soul is made up of three aspects or three dimensions. The first one is your will. The second one is your intellect or your mind, your thinking. And then the third one is your feelings 
or your emotions. Now, how do these dimensions express themselves? I'm showing you. By words like or phrases like, I want, I think, I feel. These are how the soulish realm expresses itself. So anytime you use these expressions, I want, it is your will that is speaking. I think it is your intellect that is speaking. I feel it is your emotions that are speaking. Amen. May I point out to you, my friend, that all the major troubles we run through in our Christian experience and in this life can be related or laid squarely at the feet of these three guys. The will. The intellect and then the emotions. Our soul, which expresses itself by I want, I think, I feel. These are what, you know, are responsible, if you like, for all the major troubles that we've run through in this life. Amen. So think about it. Some of the troubles that we've been through is because of something you wanted that you were not supposed to have. Some of the issues we've had in this life is because of what you were thinking. A wrong way of thinking. That's why you ended up in a certain situation. Some of the challenges you've had in your Christian experience has been because of your feelings. A whole issue, no one. Feelings feelings and it landed you in a lot of troubles and a lot of bad situations whenever we fast ladies and gentlemen what you are trying to do and what happens is that you suppress these three guys you try to bring them under control whenever you fast you gain a certain control over them so now they, they, they don't become masters or you are breaking their hold on you as what is controlling you, what is driving you and you are suppressing them and you are saying to them that hey, my will, hey, my intellect, hey, my emotions, you cannot rule over me anymore. I refuse to let you be my masters. From now, I am... I'm, I'm, telling you that you are my servant and I'm putting you in a place of servants. That's one of the things you achieve when you fast. You humble your soul and, and you suppress your soul. And it's also another way of sending a message to God when you are praying and you are fasting. You are telling God that God, it is not about what I want. It is not about what I think. It is not about what I feel. But I choose to put you in charge. And it is now about what you want. It's about what you think. It's about what you feel. No longer I, but what you want. Hallelujah. And when you do that, you give God high place in your life. And then God can now direct you. God can now lead you on the path that leads to your blessing. That leads to your promotion. That leads to your increase in this life. Can I have a loud amen from somebody? Hallelujah. 
I read a story somewhere of this is a story that was told by Derek Prince. He's one of the people I, I listen to. And he tells the story of a friend of his who, after he had heard him preaching on fasting, decided to put it into practice. And so he decided to fast. Now, it was not easy for him on that day. It's like any time he stepped out of his house or wherever, when he walks across the, the street, he will smell food from a restaurant close by. And then he couldn't help but see some of the nice pastries that were displayed in the showcases along the street. And he felt his stomach speaking and grumbling and saying to him, You, why are you doing this to me and to yourself? Why are you denying me of what I want? It was not easy for him at all. In the evening, when it was time for him to break the fast, he spoke to his stomach and said, Hey, you stomach, you really stretched me today during the fasting. And because of that thing that you did, I am fasting another day so that you will know that you are not in charge. I am in charge. Hallelujah. And so, I want you to understand that when you fast, you are able to suppress and to bring down and put under your soul and even your body and and you are able to deal with the desires and the needs and the wants of your body and your soul and this brings about humility which leads to the elevation and the promotion of the lord amen hallelujah hallelujah we have just a little time to go and i want to take us to the 10th point and from Point number nine, all the way down to when we finish, are, if you like, benefits of fasting, which are also truths about fasting. So I shared the ninth one with you, which is that the basic spiritual purpose of fasting is self-humbling. It is a God-appointed way to humble ourselves. And I've explained to you that God wants to bless us, and God wants to be close to us, and God wants to elevate us. That is why we must humble ourselves. It is a requirement from him. And when we humble ourselves, he lifts us up. By the way, I explained to you that we have to humble ourselves. It is not the responsibility of God to humble us. We have to humble ourselves. The next truth, which is a benefit of fasting, is that fasting helps us to gain victory over the devil. Fasting helps us to gain victory over the devil. Luke chapter 4 verse 1 to 13, New Living Translation. That's long. And to talk about this for two minutes is going to be a tall order. But hey, let's give it a shot and see. Luke 4, 1 to 13. Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit in the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing all that time and became very hungry. Then the devil said to him, If you are the son of God, tell this stone to become a loaf of bread. But Jesus told him, No! The scriptures say people do not live by bread alone. Then the devil took him up and revealed to him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. He said, I will give you the glory of these kingdoms and authority over them. The devil said, 
Because they are mine to give to anyone I please. I will give it all to you if you will worship me. Jesus replied, The scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, If you are the son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect and guard you and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus responded, the scriptures also say you must not test the Lord your God. When the devil had finished tempting Jesus, he left him until the next opportunity came. Hallelujah. Jesus gained a resounding victory over Satan during his temptation in the wilderness. But you must note that during that period, he was fasting. It was not coincidental or incidental that he was fasting. It was deliberate and it helped him to gain that victory over Satan. For 40 days and 40 nights, he had that battle, these exchanges with Satan. What I just read to you were only three of the temptations. But remember when the Bible says that Jesus was tempted in every way as we are, but yet he did not sin. So obviously, any kind of temptation that we go through in this life, Jesus experienced it. And I dare say that it must have been during the 40 days and the 40 nights out there in the wilderness. But he overcame all those temptations and he won a great victory over Satan. And one of the keys, one of the secrets that he applied was the secret of fasting. Hallelujah. When you fast, it gives you a certain upper hand over the devil. I heard a funny story about a pastor who wanted to cast out demons. And as he was trying to cast the demon out, the person who was demon-possessed spoke under the influence of the demons and said, Hey, Osofo, who can say you're the fufu any abenquai any you did to me? Me in kobebi and me in kobebi ochina. And the thing was that the pastor before the deliverance session had gone to work some wild fufu with palm nut soup had contumely leaves in it with a lot of pig feet uh, goat meat fish opoku and what have you and the demon embarrassed him greatly on that day do you remember when Jesus said to the disciples when they were unable to cast out a demon he said this kind goeth not out except by prayer and fasting And so I'm explaining to you that one of the great victories, one of the ways that we can achieve victory over the devil is by fasting. It is a supernatural thing, but it really empowers us and it gives us the upper hand over Satan. And when you fast, what it does is that it sharpens your spirit. It sharpens your your, your inner person, your inner being. And that is the real you. And if you're going to be victorious, it's going to come from the inside of you. That's why there's a song we used to sing. Something on the inside is working on the outside. I'll end my sermon with this 
story that I read about a young man who was a lumberjack. Now, who is a lumberjack? A lumberjack is simply somebody who fells trees. Okay? He cuts down trees and then he cuts them into lots. So anybody who does that, especially in North America, he's described as a lumberjack. Now, this was a young guy who was a lumberjack. And he felt cute because he was very effective at what he did. He could cut down a lot of trees, cut them up into logs, and he could do a lot of that in a day. One day, out of his pride, he went to throw a challenge to an older man who was also a lumberjack. A very experienced old man. He told him, say, Olu, I want us to have a competition. In one day, you and I, we are going to, you know, fell trees. And we are going to cut them into logs. And we are going to see how many trees I will be able to cut down and cut into logs. And how many you will be able to do. And then, we will see who the winner is. So they went at it. And they moved, they did, they cut down, they fell the tree, cut it up into logs, fell the tree, cut it up into logs, do it like that. From morning till evening. When they finished and they checked, they realized that the old man had beaten the young man hands down. He had been able to cut down more trees, cut them up into logs and had a lot more to show for his work than the young man and the young man was incredulous he couldn't believe it he said ah how did you do it because i noticed that every hour you will stop for about 15 minutes before you continued i never stopped so how come you beat me to it and the old man explained to him that during those 15 minutes that i was resting i was sharpening my axe I was sharpening my axe. So every hour I sharpen my axe and then I go in. But you were not doing that. So at a point, your axe became blunt and it affected your efforts and you were not able to get a lot of results. Ladies and gentlemen, fasting is a spiritual exercise that sharpens the axe of our spirit and it helps us to overcome all kinds of challenges. It helps us to defeat the evil one when he comes up against us. I trust that you've been blessed by the word of God. And next week, I'm going to continue this sermon. God bless you. God bless you mightily for being a part of this service. Bow down your hearts and let us pray. Thank you, Father, for your word. I pray that your spirit will give more understanding and a deeper revelation to your people as they go back and refer to their notes in Jesus' name. Now, if you're watching me and don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, I want to pray for you. Just close your eyes and say this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, today I come to you just as I am. Oh God, please forgive me for all my sins. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. Make my life brand new. For the rest of my days, I will serve Jesus. And I will follow him. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.
Thank you for listening to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus two three three two four three eight eight six six two two. God bless you.